Welcome, 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 guys, to the Rejects on the Field. You guys, yes, this is a new segment on the Reject Rundown. It is our sports edition segment. So, first of all, I got the two main guys on the list here today. I got SG3. Say what's up, SG3. What's going on, guys? It's me. It's me. It's SG3. And you know what? I'm sorry I'm going to take this away from you, Tony the Kid, but I've wanted to do this for a long time. Let me say hello to my main man to the right-hand side. Zekatek, go ahead, man. Say what's up to the people. <laughs> What's going on, people? What's up, SG3, man? I feel like it's been a while since we've been together here. We got some man, good debate to do. it's been, it's been a do. long time, brother. Uh, where you been at? I heard you, you guys trying to chase Carpet San Diego, you know? trying to chase after Harry Potter, man. I see how you, you know, is, brother. You know sports talk is my favorite trash talk. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it. Yes, indeed. So, first things on the list. Now, we're going with UFC 259 that is coming up, you peoples. Whoa. 259. Whoa. It's going to be one heck of a pay-per-view. I think it's going to be one phenomenal Phenomic. I'm gonna make a new word there. Phenomic pay per view because Atomic. you got the most jabroniest, phoniest <laughs> setup in the world. Uh, okay. Because they got three three right. title we're fights, three title fights landed on there. Yes, of course. We're gonna start off with the one. We're starting off with the one of them first of all. Jan versus Sterling. I think it's for the lightweight title or the bantamweight. No, bantamweight title. Bantamweight. Bantamweight. There you go. So uh, we'll start off with that match there going on. Uh, what do we think about that one? Do we think Sterling's going to take it, or we think Jan's going to retain it? I'll start with you, Zach Attack. What's, what's your opinion on that? Um, I think, man, I think, I think Jan can, I think Jan can hold, I don't know, man. I'm scared. I'm scared for him. I'll tell you that. I'm scared for Jan. Um, he's got to play, he, he's got to play defense, I feel like, because I feel like Sterling's coming out as a striker. I've seen him attack at least. He's got hands. The mm-hmm. guy's got kicks. Um, the guy's hungry for a bow. I'm a little nervous for Jan. Uh, I'm not like Team Jan. I'm not like a crazy Jan fan. But I'm going to go with Jan to hold this title. I think he's got it. I think uh, Sterling's coming in a little too hot and heavy. And he might just catch like, you know, one of those creepers, you know. I feel like he's going to I feel like he's gonna get caught lacking. I hope he does. Gotcha. I mean, gotcha. hey, I'm going for my boy Sterling at the end of the day. But Jan... I got you, bro. Go for it. All right. SG3, so overall, who do you got? Over y'all, I think Jan will retain. I think Jan will retain. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, man. Just just because I'm going to be a little bit, you know, the devil's advocate here. Go for it. I feel that if Sterling could do the grapple game and actually bring him down early, I feel that it's still going to be a quick night and Sterling's going to take it. Gotcha. Ooh. Gotcha. That's okay. why I'm nervous. Ah. Well, I can and say. We, well, you know when the when the wrestlers get into the into the into the into their mindset, the mentality, it's it's a different ballgame. True. It's a boring fight, but believe me though, it's once it's, they get into that mindset, you can't beat the wrestler, man. That's true. I agree with you on that one. Coming from coming from a self wrestler of myself, once I get you against the wall, there ain't no way I'm letting you go. And that's I can tell you that right now. So yes, I agree with you. But I think. In my perspective, in this Jan versus Sterling, if they exchange punches, Sterling's going to catch him with the left hook, knock him out. I think he's going to rock Jan. Uh, if Jan can push Sterling against the cage, like uh, Usman versus, um, what's it called? Uh, Game Bread. Masvidal. The way he did that match, if he can do something like that, then Jan got a chance of taking the keeping the title. So I think, if anything, I'll go with that. But I'd rather see Sterling win the title. So I'm going to go with Sterling on this one. Okay, I, I feel you guys, man. I just, Ster, that's what makes me nervous, man. Sterling has that hunger. He has that eye. He's, 
I've seen him watch a couple fights, man. He he's ready for his uh he he's ready for his title date, you know, title match. Yeah. Uh, I just I just don't think that Jan's gonna fold though. So, right, I agree. I think Jan is very stu- he's very steady heady right now. He's very confident. He's driven. Yeah. He's very self disciplined. So I think that's Strong. why that's one aspect of it where I can see him, you know, giving a good fight back. That's the only thing. I, I yeah. can agree with you on that right. one. So but that's my opinion. Uh moving on to the next main title. Nunez versus Anderson. Now she's defending her title finally, Nunez. Uh I'll start with you, SG3, on this one. Who do you think is going to retain oh. or, if not, become new champion? You know what, man? I feel that even though Anderson is taller and she has that advantage on her, I feel that Nunes is just going to overpower her. Okay. That's the thing. I feel that Nunes is going to overpower her, and I feel that Nunes is probably going to get a quick early knockout. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, I'll go with this one on this. Anderson or Nunez? I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Nunez. I'm definitely gonna go with Nunez. Uh, I think she's I think she's phenomenal. I think she's the best women women's championship, if anything, champion of all time. I feel like she she rise she rose to the top, beating the best of the best, literally the best of the best women that's out there. She beat Cyborg at her prime. She beat freaking Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm. Uh, Misha Tate, she went, she just knocked everyone down little by little and said, I'm running through everybody. So right now at the moment, she's at a prime of her life. She's the best, I feel like, ever in the moment. I think she's going to go down to definitely Hall of Famer, especially becoming the first two-time champion. Um, and I I think, I think she's going to retain this one, but I cannot be shocked. I cannot be shocked if Anderson catches her with a nice long hook, boom, right straight down to the face. In between her, in between Nunez's guard and giving her a nice shiner right in the nose, so I feel like if she does something like that, Anderson has a chance of keeping the uh, ret- actually taking the title away from Nunez. But I'm gonna go with Nunez on this one. So uh, Zach Attack going on with you on that one. Who do you got, Nunez or Anderson? I would have to put my money on the great Nunez, of course. Um, I don't really. I'm not gonna lie though. Wouldn't. The last fight she had. What was the last fight she had? Who? Nunes. Nunes. Oh, uh, yeah. good question. Actually, I'll look on that. I'll look at that. Yeah, because right that's the only thing I'm worried about. And when I saw the fight card, I was like, okay, okay, dangerous. But I was like, I know Anderson has fought. I mean, she's obviously fought for her title spot. You know, like her to, for her title. You know, for her to try and get it right now. Yeah. And I seen her last couple fights. They were pretty good. She's pretty good. Um, I'm going. For Nunes, of course, you know, because she's the defending champ, but I don't know the last time she's been in the octagon, really. So well, that definitely plays a role, I think. I do have the last definitely fight awesome. that uh, Nunes fought in. It was UFC 250, actually, back in September 6th of 2020. She fought against oh. Felicia Spencer and won by decision. But okay. she may have won wow. by decision, but I think that's the fight that we all saw, and she Nunes was just pretty much dominating that whole fight. It was really okay, not okay. not even a contest on on Spencer's part. Not to give her bad, you know, give her bad prep on that one, but you could clearly see Nunes had the control of the fight and she took a hold of it and she just kept it throughout the main fight. Um so I mean, yeah, June 6 was the last last fight that she had for sure. So I can I can see okay. where you're going on with then, that. Then uh then uh yeah, I scratch it back. Uh Nunes got this in the back. <laughs> yeah, yes, you got it because I do. I, if I remember, we did watch that fight together. I think. Right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. With mom. So never mind. Then. I'm lying. With mom. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. She's good. She's good. She's got this. 
Um, I am scared that Anderson. I think she has like a little reach over her, but Definitely. I, I think Nunes is. I think Nunes is gonna take care of it. Sorry. I think she's got it. Um, I'm gonna put my money on the two-time defending champ, man. Yeah. Okay. Very good. No, February 2020. Ooh, Anderson's had a deeper, deeper time period. February 29 of 2020 was the last time Megan Anderson was in the ring in the octagon and fought against Norma Dumont, Dumont, sorry, and knocked her out TKO in the first round. So I mean that's definitely quite a different time frame compared to Nunez in the ring. So that's that's something to be worried about there. I think on the Megan side. Um, but yeah, so we'll go. We'll move on from there now. On to the main, main fight of the night. The reason why I think a lot of us fans will be tuning in to see this fight happen uh, coming up tomorrow on UFC 259 will be the Israel Asanya match against Jan Blachowicz. Blachowicz? Blachowicz? I don't know how to say your name, man. I apologize, John, but I really don't care. I'm, You know, if you don't have a, a normal name like Anderson... Then I'm not gonna pronounce it properly. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> it's not even Anderson. It's not Asanya. It's, yeah, it's not even really Anderson, bro. I, I know, not but not I'm saying I, my. I'm saying an example. If your last name isn't something like Anderson, oh. I'm definitely not gonna say your name right at all whatsoever. Okay. So lucky you. Uh, yeah, I know. I just heard it without Asanya. So, <laughs> so yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Zach Attack on this one. Who do you got on this? Do you think Israel is gonna knock? out John and get a two-time champion become a two-time champion or will Jan knock Sonya out what do you think I think that the style bender is going to write history on Saturday okay and add to his amazing record and become a two-time title holder along next to Nunes because that's that's gotta happen bro I don't I don't think it's going to be easy I think uh, Stylebender's in for a fight because it is not only a different division, but it is the division's title holder. Yep. So you know the guy's throwing haymakers. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that ever worries me about, you know, fighting, whenever you got somebody bigger than you, man, you really can't get hit too many times. Yeah. So, and I do believe that Stylebender is a smaller fighter. You obviously he's coming from a lower class, but I mean he's there. He, they got. I mean he's got height. I think he's got height over him, right? I think Stylebender has like a smidge. Yeah, he's, 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 he's about two inches taller than him. He's, yeah, he is taller than six four. This guy's like six six foot six two. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Stylebender's got the length. And he, you know he's there. He he can meet him. He's going to compete. I just don't think it's going to be one of his easiest fights. I mean he's beating bigger guys than him too, but. I mean, we're talking about a different weight in a title defender, and it's a title match, you know. Exactly. Not that Style Bender doesn't know what to expect going against a competitor that's a title worthy, but, I mean, it's – I don't think it's going to be easy. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's freaking first-round knockout. You know, I don't know. But Okay. I don't know. I, I got my money on Style Bender, of course. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm in for – I'm hoping to fight, put it that way. Very good, <laughs> very good. Uh, SG3, who do you got going on that one? <laughs> The last tile bender, Israel Adesanya. That's my impersonation of Bruce Buffer for this one. Had to do it. He's going to make history, man. Here's why, though. And here's the thing. He has more on this fight, not just to write history, but he has more on this fight than, of course, John. Why? 
Because if he wins, we're expecting the showdown of showdowns right now, which is going to be John's heavyweight Bones Jones yes. versus Israel Adesanya. Yes. That's true. That's Everybody true. That's wants to see it. So that's why I feel that this guy's going to come out. He's going to do what he's got to do. And I feel that he's going to knock him out. I don't think it's going to be a first round. I think if he does, it's going to be like kind of like the Costa fight. Third, probably like late fourth round. And I feel that when he does it, it's going to be like one of those, cool, you questioned my power when I was smaller. Now the fact that I'm heavier, I still got it. What's your excuse? Let's go. Right, right. And then right. don't forget, though, Jones is going to be going for the heavyweight title, whoever wins after the March 27th fight. So we could probably be potentially looking down the road yep. to a three-weight title champion. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. So that would be... That's that why, be like, it's... I, I feel that... Adesanya has to win. He has to come out. He has to get the blows. Has to do the style bending. Has to do what he does best in order to basically make the one of the probably the is the biggest fight in, in UFC history. That's that's my take on it. Um, I said enough though. At this point, I'm going to let my main man Tony the Kid give us your pick. Give us your, give us your predictions. Tell Definitely. Me what you think. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I would have to agree with you on that. Uh, SG3. I feel like Israel has a lot riding on this. I think we've definitely talked about that quite a bit earlier, about the first time ever three title holder. And to make history down the road would have to be Israel. This is all in the works for him. I feel like this is one of the contracts and why they're trying, they're really pushing this to happen. Because if this were to happen, this is a big main event when it comes to in UFC history. So for Israel to win it, he has... He has the tools to win it. I feel like the only thing is that if Israel gets caught up in exchange with Jan, at Jan compared to... Actually, I don't even know, to be honest. He does have heavy hands. But as far as using them and throwing them, I don't think Jan's as afraid as uh, Acosta or even a freaking Romero, the way they fought out. Because the way they fought was totally different. And I think Israel knew that. And the fact that he's so smart enough to change his game in the middle of the fight... And utilize that. I think that's the smart, smart side of Israel. So if he can do something like that again, it, it'd be a great win for Israel. But will it be Absolutely. a first round thing? I don't think so. I think like Zach, Zach uh, said earlier, like a third round, you know, like a third round, fourth round type of thing like that. Before anything, I don't think this will go down to decision. At least I hope not. I think Israel's looking for a nice little knockout, just the way he did it against Acosta. Get all of a sudden wear him down, wear and tear that big guy, and all of a sudden do a nice little boom, 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 two hit combo, bring him down, and do make it finish. So I hope that goes down. I really hope that does, because to see Israel go against John Bones Jones and John Bones Jones, please, please beat him. That's the one guy I really hope, really hope that can beat him. Look, oh, I, I give I give all credit due to John Bones of not having no type of background in either MMA fighting, fighting in general, boxing, not even wrestling, all just all around football like his brothers, and all of a sudden going into a sport like MMA and become as dominant as he has. I'll give all credit due to that. Do I like him personally? No. He just, it's the same thing when it comes to a LeBron James and all those other what? jackasses. Just saying. It just to well, me I've I've always I've always felt like Jones though. I've I've never been too crazy of a Jones fan either. Yeah. Even as a fighter though, I I, I mean respect obviously for your fighting skills, but if I, I never nah, I never 
Yeah, thank, thank you, you thank you. Yeah. To see Israel and uh, like me back in Israel, me behind him, I have a good faith in Israel. And if he gets up in there, if he wins this one a smart way and goes against Bones and become become a three title holder against Bones and giving Bones his first title loss that he should have lost a long time ago, great. Give it to it. Give it to him. Give it to him all hands. So I think that's all we got for that one of UFC UFC two fifty nine. That is from us, Rejects, of course. We will be watching that tomorrow and definitely chit-chatting with us like crazy. And we'll be sharing it on Instagram and Facebook for sure. Now, other news going on from sports. I'm going to give it to SG3. Anything going on in the NFL range there, buddy? Man, okay, it's a little bit of old news. But as we already heard, J.J. Watt has now become an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, that's crazy. Knew that. So, at this point, though, hold on. They just probably made either for sure the top five defenses is based on players. <laughs> yeah. As long as you can, as long as Patrick Peterson can hold up some of these receivers, yeah. you're looking at a very, very, very scary defense. And here's the only reason why. You got number one guy in sacks, which is Shannon on one side, and you have J.J. Watt number two on the other side. Correct. Good luck. <laughs> right, exactly. I have nothing else to say. Just good luck. Yeah, they're pretty set. They're pretty set if that's the case. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely good luck, man. Um, there is that one. So far, no word on Drew Brees. Drew Brees has been working out, so speculation is that he could come back. A lot of speculation knows that he could be retiring. So who knows what's going to happen there? He still hasn't given any official word. Yep. Um, in regards, <laughs> I mean, at this point, hey, man, for me, you, you've done enough. Um, he's, he's done more than enough. He, he has his name in the books, man. He's going to be first, first by the Hall of Fame. The moment he can, yeah. the first battle Hall Easy. of Fame. It's not even a question about it. Um, that's another one. With one ring. Uh, in regards <laughs> to basically the ever-evolving story in Seattle right now, Russell Wilson has declared almost and requested a trade. His agent tried to deny it, but he's saying, no, I'm currently looking, wanted to, to look, looking to get out. The Chicago Bears one of the many spots he has. Recently, he came out and he said, I like the Chicago Bears offensive line. So, I mean, I never thought that we were that out of the Seattle's offensive line. But yeah. that's just me, though. So, <laughs> I mean, that's probably because um, he's got other well, play- I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know other where. places, though, <laughs> he's also said, though, that he likes the connection with Nagy. He feels that with Nagy being an offensive-minded kind of coach, that it could actually help him in his career, especially because, again, not trying to be focused on anybody. I'm not. I'm no spring chicken myself. <laughs> but he is not getting any younger, so he's trying to do something as much as he possibly can in order to win. So it makes all the sense you would want to come to Chicago if you were to get that trade and do what you got to do. Uh, another thing currently franchise tags are currently going around the league Dak Prescott has not signed an extension with the Dallas Cowboys they have not come into an agreement Dallas Dak Prescott looking to get paid this man wants the brings truck to come out he's saying look man I got be- I got bigger numbers and better touchdowns better touchdowns numbers than Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady than, than Aaron Rodgers I think there was only one guy and that was Sean Watson that Ooh. ended up beating him and that's it. Everyone else, though, he was like number one, number two for sure. And yeah. on yardage-wise, I think only Watson beat him on yards. And again, this guy only played five games. So think about that. This guy only played five games, and he was averaging almost 400 yards a game. So that's definitely something. Uh, Chicago Bears, let me also go here, have hired Mike Patine. For those of you who don't know who Mike Patine is, the Green Bay Packers' number one defense. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Green Bay Packers number one defense where uh, just he has he has a whole resume of top ten defenses. 
So I feel that this guy being in the NFC North and the fact that he knows Rodgers' uh, ticking points on top of that, he also knows the Green Bay Packers plays, that's a heck of a pickup. Yeah. Bring him on in. I'm okay with that. No. <laughs> I have yeah, nothing wrong with that. Bring, bring that man on in. Um, Chicago Bears are currently looking to either trade or franchise tag Marcus, uh, excuse me, actually not Marcus, Allen Robinson. Uh, currently, they're on the brinks about it because of just how much he's looking to get paid. Mm-hmm. Man wants money. Cool. You know what, man? I have nothing against you. Have not had the greatest quarterbacks of all time trying to help you out. But then on top of that, you're still getting back to back thousand yard seasons. You deserve to get paid, brother. I yeah. appreciate you for that. Um, who else has said anything? I think Jason Witten is finally going to retire. Uh, Derek Carr. The actually the Oakland Raiders are looking to trade Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah so I saw. that I could be a possibility. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind him coming to Chicago. Yeah, I don't tell what I'm either. That yeah, man, that man's got that some good bad. numbers. He's not that bad. Yeah, he, got, look, this is why I take it as Derek Carr. I think, I think with him being paired with John with, with Gruden, Gruden's the type of coach where he demands and is more aggressive when it comes to communicating with his quarterback. So even from Jump Street, they t- an idiot. them two never clicked in the first place. Even though I give it to Derek Carr for being a professional and trying to please his coach in the sense of staying as a starter. But as far as player player traits and player stats and all like just what Derek Carr can do, he's a phenomenal quarterback, I believe, with the right system and with the right coach that can motivate him and give him the right tools as far as offense is concerned. He can make plays, he can extend plays. And he can definitely be a leader in the locker room. He's a he's a definite leader when it comes to a solid quarterback. So I think given him right location, he can be phenomenal in, at that. So if you come to Chicago, even if we get a decent quarterback, a, a well enough quarterback like Derek Carr to get, just keep us solid, don't give enough turnovers, and just extend the plays, we can be successful. Our defense can do what they got to do as long as they stay healthy on their side of the end. And that that's just perfectly fine, but that's just my intake on Derek Carr. So you go ahead, SG three. Smoking, smoking like a true Bears fan. You're, 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 you're good, brother. You're good. You are thank good. You, thank you. Yes, thank you. Another thing is Sam Darnold. The Jets are listening to offers for the quarterback. They're looking to see what what they could actually get for him. Wow. GM is kind of funny because before you realize it, before he said, you know what, I think he's our guy last season, off season, and we'll listen to offers for him. So <laughs> who knows what what the what the what the relationship was there? What actually collapsed? What happened? Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see exactly what happened there. Uh, any in regards to anything else, Alex Smith is looking to become a free agent. Uh, so that happened. Um, I think the Washington football team is eventually going to get a name this year. They're talking about it. Okay. But Alex Smith at this point, man, to me, hats off. You are a number one ballot Hall of Famer as well. You came back from a horrific leg injury. Definitely. To the point where I didn't think you you were going to have a human leg anymore. I thought you were going to have an amputation and mm. just be done with your career. The way it looked, it looked horrible. You Ooh. came back and you did things that most people would only dream of. Yeah. Um. So, honestly, my respects to that man and honestly – Wherever you go, you're going to be a great quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, every, as everyone has been waiting and been listening, as we all know, Deshaun Watson has requested a trade from the Houston Texans after, what, four years now? He's requested that trade. 
everyone, and there's a lot of Chicago fans, including Tony the Kid himself, who keeps sitting here and thinking the fact that this man's coming to Chicago. I hate to break it to you guys. I honestly personally don't think he's coming to Chicago. <sighs> if I was him, I would look for the best opportunity for me to win the Super Bowl in order for me to take a team to the Super Bowl. That I'll point right I'll now. I'll tell you this, though. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no you finish. You, go, you go ahead. You Real quick, me. though, yeah, I'll tell you this, though. I, I believe that we would get Watson over Russell. I think the Bears would get Watson over Russell if that's the case. But just don't but okay. there's only one problem, though. I completely yeah. agree with you. Mm-hmm. If the salary cap wasn't so low, we yeah. would have pursued more for Watson because mm-hmm. the Bears don't have any any leeway right now. The Bears don't have anything to give up. We're uh, unfortunately with all the with all the with all the uh, the signings that we did, and even Trubisky being being a heck of a being a team player, taking and taking lower than what a quarterback should be making. Heck, even with him being gone, unfortunately, it's just it's not enough. Um, so we have not much salary cap space. Time for us to start thinking. Completely random. Um, like I said, I always go back and forth. Buster Screen has been let go by the Chicago Bears. It's been confirmed he has been let go. He's no longer with the team. Um, I wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. Uh, so we'll see who picks him up eventually. I'm yeah. gonna, it's going to be an exciting time for a free agency. Uh, currently, uh, what I was going back to, I think that at this point, if he leaves Houston this season, I think Deshaun Watson's best bet to go to the Super Bowl this season for sure, San Francisco. Hmm. Main reason why everyone's probably sitting here, man. They ask you, why are you thinking? Why why are you thinking San Francisco? San Fran of all <laughs> out of all the places. Number one reason being Kyle Shanahan right now is a mastermind and he is phen- phenomenal on the offense. This man. Literally, if you think about it, almost won the Super Bowl with no passing touchdowns, really. Mm. It was running. <clears throat> Don't care what anyone says, really. He didn't win. He, they really didn't throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. They, they really just ran it. They ran it. It was mostly just a run, 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 run. That was their whole system. And they really knew how to exploit it. So if you get a guy who could actually throw and could actually run, believe me, that is a scary, scary team to come up against. Very true. Um, and then on top of that, with that with that young defense, as long as they could really replace someone with Richard Sherman, because unfortunately Richard Sherman is no longer the Richard Sherman we all remember and love. Yeah. Uh, my tangent on there. Uh, another thing is that uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger has re-signed again with the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm kind of yeah. looking to see who they're going to, who they're not going to sign, because that's actually kind of interesting. The fact that you're willing to risk thirty-seven million dollars on a quarterback. Who is past his prime? He's done. Yeah, he's past. He's done. He, he he's gonna. He's just gonna fail. And I, I believe he's gonna get. I don't know. He's gonna get benched this season for sure. If anything, they better well, not I mean, keep him this, in there. At this point, though, who, okay, if you bench him, who are you gonna put him for? You're gonna put him what? Mason Rudolph? I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> I agree. It, it's it's hard to. It's hard for them to do that. But it's like you. He's not what he was. He's not even Big Ben no more. He's just Ben. Hey, let go, Ben. Let let Ben go. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's Ben. Yeah, I mean, he's not Big Ben anymore. It's but, it's too bad. It's sad to sad to say, Big Ben. But dude, you're, it's just, it's over, man. He's more like, it's, he's, he's more like old Ben. Like yeah. Old Ben. Hey, old, yeah, old, yeah. old, old Ben. Old Ben. Old Ben. Come on, come on. Limp, limp your butt back over here. Come over here, man. Put the ball down. Put the ball down. Yeah. What the? What are you doing? Oh. Are you really gonna try to run and throw? You really trying to run and throw? You can't even do that. You need to leave him alone. Your running is Whoa. me walking. Come on, come back, come back, come That's back, man. Crazy. Yeah. He's going to James Conner is a free agent this year. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that, I don't James know. James Conner is a free agent, so 
if they don't tag him, so far I haven't seen or heard anything about him being tagged. Maybe I am incorrect. If someone has heard something different, please let me know. I would yeah. love to know this. Um, I don't. I haven't heard the fact that James Conner has been tagged. Uh, if we keep going into free agency, Aaron Jones, the uh, the running back for the Green Bay Packers, Ooh. currently so far is tagged. Currently, though, he is listening to offers from the Green Bay Packers, so we're going to see what happens there. But the top five teams where he's actually willing to even think about even coming, believe it or not, number five, Tony the Kid, you may get excited for this, is Chicago. I wouldn't, oh, I'm in mind. Wow. He's a solid running back. Even though, even though I give it to Montgomery, he's he improved dramatically this last season. He really improved dramatically this last season. I feel like if Montgomery can have a decent offensive line, like how he's had this this past season, that help him give us some holes, as well as my my thinking that needs to be is that you need to have a thicker running back in the backfield at some points to pound the ball more and more times and help Montgomery be more elusive. Same thing they did with Kamara and Ingram. If they could do something like that combo and give a bigger guy and have him carry the load when it comes to short yardage, get him. You need him. And I think Aaron Jones is one of, one of those guys that can give you a good solid three yards when you need it the most. So I feel like that would be perfect for the system. So I'll leave it at that. I, at this point, I would I would honestly, believe it or not, uh, being a bear myself, I feel like it'll actually compliment Montgomery more than anything. Thank you. Um, but here's the reason why. You could have what I've always talked about ever since we have talked about football. You could have that ping pong kind of system. Where you have Montgomery goes in there, he breaks the arms. You know, he's he's breaking the tackles, causing pain to the to to the to the to the uh, to the line, to the linebackers, to the to the safeties. He's causing pain in the arms to the point where it's like, you know what? I don't want to tackle anymore, man. My arms hurt. Right? <laughs> like they they really hurt. And here you have Aaron Jones finessing it left to right, right to left, and he's going to just take it in all the way. Yep. Um, that's the way I feel that it could actually work, or vice versa. If you want to have where you had the finesse, but then you had the power gun right on the on the one, two yard downs, five yards, you know, just whatever you want to. It's perfect. But at least you have that system where you can start hurting some start hurting some hands. Yep. Um, you don't believe me? Look at Tampa Bay. They had it with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Exactly. Um, another one, complete also all also complete. Like I said, I bounce all over the place. Uh, Kyle <laughs> Rudolph, the longtime tight end for Minnesota, has been he has been cut. He is no longer with the team as effective as that as of last week. So fortunately for all for all the Vikings fans up there, I definitely do apologize for that. It, uh, <laughs> I don't know where he Sorry. goes. He hasn't said anything about retirement. He hasn't said about where he's going to go. So we're going to see where he ends up going. Um, I don't feel that they did the right thing at this point because their other young tight end so far this year really hasn't impressed me. But again, I could be completely wrong. And maybe next year he decides to have the most positive rookie burst that I've ever seen on the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. If he does, awesome. I think, uh, bully for you, buddy. Awesome. I think uh, I think Rudolph is going to go to te- Texas. I think Texas is a nice little spot for him. I think if I was Rudolph, I would look at Tex- uh, with, uh, Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. Or, no, you don't want Dallas. You don't want Dallas. They have Schultz, man. Schultz, Schultz is a beast. Schultz is pretty good down there. Schultz is good. They're, they're, they're fit with what they got. But I at this point, if he go, ends up going anywhere, it's going to probably be down in the south. Um, it'll probably be, be like like uh, like a Miami. But actually, yeah, no, probably be like a Miami because Jacecki is up and down. He he he's not consistent. Um, probably Jacksonville. Oh yeah, probably, probably Jacksonville. Like I said, probably yeah, probably, probably, probably somewhere down there. 
I don't I don't see him going like to Chicago. I don't see no. him coming going to Detroit. No. I don't see him going uh basically anywhere. No. I I see him mostly just going down to the south. I would be even I probably wouldn't even be surprised. Maybe he decides to go down to uh to Arizona and give the young cat down there the the six foot six, six foot four, five, six, seven, something like that. Who that? Guy, uh the tight end. Uh, his name, last name is Arnold. Guy is pretty good mm. though, but he's still a rookie, so he still has to like understand the difference in the tight end role aside from the catch uh, gotcha. and aside from the blocking. Because the guy is good at blocking. I've seen the guy block. The guy can block. Yeah. But there's moments though where it's like he dropped a lot of open passes, and I was like, ah, not you good. Have to know how to catch the guy. He that that kind of reminds catch. me of uh, a Chicago days back when we had Kellen Davis, and we were what... now, and now nowadays in a pass happy league, you really have to know how to catch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, can't be like that Kellen Davis over there in Chicago and dropping balls in the end zone for Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler will kick your butt out of there, that thing. You ain't catching my ball? Get up on my field, brother. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, again, we have a Chicago fan on, on the podcast. So, <laughs> um, another one. Guys, believe it or not, this, is, this story has not gotten that much media. They kind of have kept this one on the hush-hush. But Marcus Trufant from the Detroit Lions – has requested to not come back next season. So he's <laughs> going to be looking for for open. What? Wow. Um, that boy Chicago, gone. Young, that, that's a young cat over there. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You guys are looking. That's a young cat. He, he has a lot of experience right now. You know, okay. Hit him up. There you go. There you go. Um, that's another one. And so far, aside from that, I have not heard anything else in regards to NFL-wise. Okay. Coaching Carousel. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I forgot totally one. I guess it must have blown my mind. Carson Wentz is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. He has now, retur- he has now returned to his old coach from the 2017 season. He was the cornerback coach. He was now coaching, actually, the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, I have said it. Carson Wentz is now a Colt. Um, I, myself, as a Chicago fan, I am really relieved. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm also really worried because in case most people don't remember, 2017 was the season where Carson Wentz was just literally blowing everybody yeah. up. He was. That's what. No that's what helped him go to the NF, to go into the Super Bowl. He led. That's what led him there. So. Yeah. Yep. They, he got hurt though by week 11, so I don't think he took them to the Super Bowl. But he okay, took them. He, he went there, so, and then and then at that, the you know, line. Foles was just lucky enough to be at the right place at the right time and getting where he needed to be. So yeah, I'll give it that. Listen, listen <laughs> I, I'll say this. We can go back and forth on this one, but with you or with you, I wanted to go with. I wanted to go ham with you on this one. With your complete, I'll always saying the fact that Nick Foles is the luckiest guy being right there at the right. Luckiest time. quarterback okay, in the world. Cool. I would I would agree with you if it was the playoffs already. I would agree with you if it was like the playoffs. It was already tied. They had one more game before the Super Bowl. Heck, two more games before the Super Bowl. Cool. I respect you and I actually appreciate your opinion. At this point, though, from week eleven to take them all the way to the Super Bowl, nope, with yep. really not much preparation on the team. Yep. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same 11, thing with. Uh, with Chicago, when we had Mark Tressman and we had uh, when we had Josh McCown in the freaking quarterback position, blowing it up on offense, and then when they put in Jay Cutler, mess it all up, gave us a losing record. If you would have kept Josh McCown as quarterback in that system, I think we could have definitely went farther in the playoffs. It's the same scenario, except Nick Foles capitalized. Jay Cutler did not. He sucked. So. That's all I'm saying. There's a difference between the two. There's yes. a big difference between the two. They both suck. Everyone who actually understands. 
You're right. I, for everyone that actually understands football is not just a Chicago Bear fan and doesn't have a hatred towards Nick Foles because he shot out Mitch Trubisky in the middle of the season. That's okay. Um, he started off. He, he beat him in the middle if, of the season. If, so if it's we're, nice. we're going to really do this, the main reason why Trustman's system sucks so much oh, was because their defense was actually horrible. Horrible. So Horrible. Yeah, I agree with you there. It was wasn't even top of the team. So yeah. once again, though. Yeah, I agree with you. That. So, um... That's actually all I have now for football. Uh, so far, I don't have anything else. Oh, free free agency starts on the seventeenth, so that's actually next week. So by Ooh. next Friday, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. What well, starts on the fifteenth? No, the seventeenth. So the seventeenth. Two weeks from now. Tuesday Wednesday. Yeah, the Tuesday Wednesday. Yep. We start on that week. It's gonna start at three o'clock. A.M. If I'm not mistaken. No, two two p.m. Central Standard Time. Ooh. So at that point. Yeah, buy, me by your phones, get your bleacher reports, get your ESPNs. I'm going to be doing stuff. Uh, I'm going to be just, just making random shout-outs on Snapchat when Good. I get a little break from work. Because, yeah, your homeboy, SG3, he's got a, he's got a regular 9 to 5 like all you brothers, all these brothers and sisters. I have a regular 9 to 5 as well, but I still keep up with my sports. So, <laughs> uh, in regards to NFL-wise, that's all I got right now at this moment, and we'll see what happens there. Totally oh. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Now I want to real quick and give up a live update. Breaking news just recently. Clarissa Shields beats Maria Eve DeCare. I don't know if I pronounced the name right again. You had a wrong name. DeCare. <laughs> for for a one fifty four pound championship. She is unified the championships in the unanimous decision today. So congratulations to Shields. Thank you very much for a phenomenal, phenomenal take. You are so far, thus, the greatest female boxer that ever lived. I Shout still think they should have a nice a nice super fight between Ali and her. But I don't know if that will happen. I don't know if Ali can get in the ring at a good time frame and get in shape to fight Shields. But uh, that will be one heck of a super fight. I think that should happen between Shields and Ali. So that's just me. But congratulations, Shields. I'll give you the floor on that one. So hot high five on that. Good, good job, young lady. Keep up the good work. Uh, other than that, NBA news. Zach Attack, you got some stuff going on in the NBA. Any games you excited for coming up? Watching. Um. Well, NBA fans. Um. There's been a lot of games that's going on, but unfortunately, it's All Star Weekend, so there are no games this weekend. <laughs> um. There's just the All Star game on Sunday. So I mean, as far as the NBA, really, nothing too crazy has been going on. Um, Are you kidding me? As far, as far as the Western Conference, the Jazz sit on top, okay? And then you got on the uh, Eastern Conference is the uh, 76ers, which is a shock to me. Both of those teams, you wouldn't think, be sitting at the top of the seat, but they are. Um, the I, Nets are right behind them. My man Donovan Mitchell, please. Yeah, <laughs> the, Nets are, the Nets are right behind the 76ers, though, so keep an eye on that. Um, as far as All-Star Weekend, it's Team LeBron versus Team Durant. So that's why I say keep your eye on the Nets because who knows, maybe, you know, every every NBA player trims it up after All-Star Weekend. So, you know, I give them, this is the midseason of the season anyways. Um, that's why I gave you the standings of where they are. Um, as far as trading-wise, I mean, what, DeMarcus Cousins wants to leave the Rockets. Uh, not too sure where he's going. Uh, I think he already got let go, bro. Yeah, he, I think he, he already got let go. go. Yeah, I think so. He did yeah, leave the Rockets. Yes. So he did leave the Rockets, okay. Um, I think I think either one of two things. I think either number one he left, or number two he's already on the block. Like they're just like we're we're done with this man. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. So there's that with him. 
Uh, Bradley Beal says he hates playing with Westbrook. No surprise there. <laughs> For uh, real. I said that at the beginning <laughs> of the season. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Beal, turns out, does not like playing with Westbrook. Westbrook's numbers are bad. Bradley Beal, I don't know if you guys seen his number, but his numbers are outstanding. He's amazing, playing at all-time high, and he's unfortunately not winning. His his team's helping him not win at, at this rate. Um, who else? Uh, we just talked about D Rose, how he just switched to the Knicks. He's reunited with the, uh, I forget the coach's name, but he used to coach for the Bulls. Um, the coach of the Knicks, to, yeah, yeah, he used to coach the Bulls, and like that was a reun, reunite, uh, reun, yeah, reun, uh, reunation. Re, what's the word I'm trying to say? <laughs> reunion, reunion, reunion. There you go, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think that'll be the good thing for D Rose, man, because the Knicks are doing freaking good. They're sitting at number five, bro, and they have a real good young team, and they are actually, wow. I'm not even hating on the Knicks right now. They're doing pretty good, so I think that's, that's a good crazy. move on D-Rose. Yeah, 19, yeah, 19 wins, 18 losses on the Knicks, sitting mm-hmm. at the fifth position in the Eastern Conference. They're, they're beating the Heat. They're beating yeah. the Bulls. Well, that's no surprise. Uh, the Bulls are sitting at number nine, which is not too crazy. Uh, I was going to get onto that with Zach Levine, though. He's been playing at all-time high, man. Good. He's an all-star this year for the first time. So that's what's up. Shout out to him. And he got picked for uh, Durant's team. So who knows, man? That, that'd be a, a future, you know. Hey, keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed, <laughs> um, agreed. But, uh, yeah, the Bulls are sitting at number nine, though. Um, what else trades? Uh, oh, SC3. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait, at this point. That, uh, Blake Griffin is about to be traded. Uh, go ahead, Dash. <laughs> Actually, Blake Griffin got, uh, he, Let go. Uh, he exercised the buyout. That means he's, he's oh, available oh. To, to basically go whoever he wants. Now he can. Oh, snaps. Okay, yeah, they just they just informed me on that. That's news. Um, I don't – where you guys think he's going to go? The moment I heard about this, I said he's going He's going to Brooklyn. <laughs> My man's going to yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean uh, – Oh, good feeling. He would play with, he would play with uh, Jordan again, right? That would be the second time they played together. But it's not just that, though. But you're talking – you would also be playing along with Harden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Irving Durant. I just, my opinion a, with Griffin, star team. it's a good team. It's a good solid team. But the only thing is, for Griffin to fit in, he needs to go back to, he needs to not try to be the Clippers days Griffin. He needs to be the power forward that can get the boards, control the board a little bit. Def, you know, I wouldn't say defend as much per se, but at least get the rebounds. Get the, get the. Get the little cheese bread that falls on the side, and you want to pick yeah. it up and put it back on the bread. Yeah. That's going to have to be a role if you're going to play with the Nets. You're not going to get the ball as often as you did in the Clippers. Not even what you expected when going with the Pistons. So if I was Griffin, I need to realize I need if I'm going to go for a team like this, I'm not getting the ball like that. They can score all they want. I'm going to get the freaking the backboard, and I'm going to control that as much as I can and be the best I can. Become a Rodman. Do what Rodman intentionally did for his career. Just control would, the board. You get the balls. A, if he if he went into the Nets uh, locker room with that mentality, I think that would be a good yes, a good fit for him. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I don't see if he goes in with that mentality. I don't see anyone actually beating. And I understand yeah. that you're a yeah. LeBron and Lakers fan, but I don't see anyone beating him like that. And main reason being is if they were to get him, it would actually probably be to block out Anthony Davis. Yeah. I can see that's that. the main reason why I can see him actually trying to work, trying to actually go to the Nets is to block out Anthony Davis in the NBA championship. Where if it does go, give him a little time to mention. I think he could probably go maybe six games to the Nets. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. 
We shall see. Um, I understand there's a lot of so, Laker fans, including our, our good friend, Ms. Josephine Marquez, and I'm sorry you and I could have a conversation about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, I got you, Shorty. Don't worry. I'll defend you in this, any, whatever you need. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as far as that, and that goes, those are the only trades I know about so far. Um, there's always the deadline for training the NBA is a little bit after All-Star Weekend. So, there's obviously yep. going to be a couple last-minute trades. Uh, keep you guys' eye out for that. Um, as far as MVP, I guess, what the ranking for MVP right now is Joel Embiid is in the running for Joel uh, MVP. This guy has been averaging Ooh. a lot of 40 points, double-doubles, um, and that's good for uh, me. I'm also, you know, a huge 76ers fan, on the low, you know. Um, I rock the 76ers, they're cool. Um, right behind Joel Embiid is Djokovic, the Nuggets, and then, of course, your boy, Bron So I think that's pretty interesting to talk about because – one, Joel Embiid's never even really been in the top, like, five. Um, and he just jumped into the freaking, like, one, like, MVP ranking. So that's pretty interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, Djokovic is cool, too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't – I'm a Nuggets fan. Obviously, I'm, I'm cool with them. I just think that he's got he's to gotta play a little bit harder, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's beating LeBron right now, so who knows? He's playing his heart out. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but notice she didn't say a name in that in the top three at least. I'm surprised at this one. Yeah, you would. Who else? Who else you think? We're doing. He did say. Look, Greek Freak. No, he did not say Greek Freak. Oh no, but he, well, he's not. No, Greek... yeah, he's not. Yeah, Giannis is not. Giannis is not in the top three. Not at all. That's surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. they got Luca, and, and you would think, right? Two-time MVP. Right, they got Luca being at number five. They got Damian Litter being surprised. at number four. And they oh, got James number four. Not surprised. Oh, I didn't know yep, that. LeBron James at number three, Nokola, Nuggets, and then like you said, Joel Embiid. So the top five as far as MVP rankings, this is a big surprise. I mean, yeah. I mean for sure you gotta wow. give it. You Not gotta even in the top five. You gotta give it to Damian Lillard and what he does for the freaking Portland Trailblazers. Oh yeah, he, you know Definitely. what I mean. Like I he's that's new to me. I didn't know he was number four. Yeah, um, he's that's phenomenal. Time, man, that's what he does, man. That's I'm very shocked with the whole Luca though. Luca at being oh, yeah. Dallas, Dallas Mavericks being a number I'm five. I'm surprised. Are you out of your mind? I'm surprised at that. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. You would think he'd be up there at least. But, because you know. if you were compared to sure like you like you just said, if you were compared to Luca and what does the Greek Freak do for their teams, I would think you would put Greek Freak at number five. My opinion. Yeah. No. That's what no, I would no, do. No. If dude, I've been watching Luca's progression evolve. And you have seen him mature as a player. And believe me when I tell you, this man is doing more now than almost a prime Giannis because he's the one that brings down the ball. He's the one that distributes the ball. But on top of that, he's not afraid to go for a dunk. And you know also, what, though? He, he's a big difference. And you know what, issue 3 is? I also uh, read some shit about it, though, is that they um they said that he he does play his heart off, but his uh they said, like, it just overall, like, his attitude um is not very up to MVP expectations. They say, quote, 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 ESPN. Um, <laughs> that's what they say, though. Like, they said that his, like, if you ask a lot of his teammates, not that, like, I don't know, I'm not out there asking him, but they just said that his, uh, his sportsmanship is not very, and, like, me watching him play, too, sometimes he does get, he's a sore loser. You can see. Some some players, you can see when they're a sore loser, and you can see when they're like, eh, it doesn't really bother them that much. But that guy, it also goes with pride, and I respect that in him, but yeah. he loses, man. That guy loses with, like, he doesn't even care who's on the field. He doesn't care what camera's on him. He just <laughs> he's like this. He's like, man, man you want to play with him, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of you guys. You know, play. I, I could see, you know what, though? I could see why, though. That's the European yeah, in him. And you know what? We we probably see we probably see this a joke because, you know what? Like, dude, you're getting millions upon millions of dollars to do what you're doing. Right. And you're going to act like that. 
But I feel that the main reason why he acts that way is because he's like, dude, I I give you my heart, my soul, my sweat, my blood, True. my guts, my tears every 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 night. Like I don't I don't play where you see me go from forty points to twenty. You right. see me like still up there up to par with my numbers. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like it gets it's frustrating where it's like I'm giving you my best mm-hmm. and yet you don't have anyone on here right. that's helping me out. Me. So yeah. it's like I'm I'm basically carrying the whole team on my back and well, it's like you would think a guy would have like a twenty <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everyone was hyping him up, and unfortunately, I don't think he's really done much. I I haven't watched nah. NBA season that much, mm-hmm. um, but honestly, though, I don't think he's done enough at, in order to be what everyone thought was going to be like the the super European team. Yeah, that's true. Agreed, agreed. Uh, I think. Well, uh, yeah. So to close up, I guess the NBA though that would be all I really have there. A good MVP, good MVP talk because that I obviously think it's going to change and it's, stay tuned on everything because this is, like I said, the midseason. They do a completely 360 by the end of the season. So, yeah. who knows? 180. Yeah, oh, I think, <laughs> I think me perspectively, I'm very shocked that Joel Embiid being number one in the 76ers mm-hmm. because watching how the 76ers played out in the, in the freaking rankings in the last two years, it's like they start off great. They're one of the highlight favorites in the Eastern Conference and then all of a sudden... They go not not Eastern Western Western right Eastern no, Eastern Eastern okay so them being like the top the top two are expected to be top two they got Tobias Harris and they got a couple other character a couple of guys when they even got Butler they expected to win a championship and go all the way and it's like you just I felt like they were going in decline motion and in fact Embiid like I felt like it was he was getting beat up mentally and physically. Yeah. And I feel like they were just going down. And for him to be at no- number one this season for MVP thus far, it's that's a very yeah. shocker to me. That is a very yeah. big shocker to me. Because I just I did not expect that from him. So I mean that's a he's, test. Um he's man, you guys are he's like I said, I'm a low key seventy sixers fan, man. It happened for me it happened when Ben Simmons and Joel would be the first guy on the team together. So that was yeah. a while ago. Right. And I've been watching them progress, man, and I do I'm a huge Ben Simmons fan, even though the guy has no jumper. It's amazing, bro. All-star, like, freaking athlete at the top of his experience. Amazing ball handling, uh, dunking. I think I'm not uh, – oh, no, never mind. I was going to say, I think he's in a dunk contest, but I think that's – I think it's a different Simmons. Um, but he can still dunk the ball crazy, um, ball handling. I'm, I'm definitely a 76ers fan, and, yeah, like you said, though, I'm glad you noticed – that he, uh, Joel Embiid, was getting beat up mentally and physically. Yeah. And I definitely think he did show some progress, and I think that that's why he's, I mean, I guess number one for yeah. the running. Um, but, like, I, yeah, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of Embiid, so, and he's he's fun to watch. If you guys watch this, oh, yeah. this game, he's entertaining. Check him out, man. They're definitely fun to watch together. So. Yeah. This is something, though, that I've always said, though, from the beginning, because a lot of people have always asked me my opinion regards to sports. I don't understand why. This is before we even did the podcast. A lot of people have always asked me what I've always thought about it, including my father. He always asked me, what do you think about the 76ers? I've always said, that team, believe it or not, everyone thinks the bread and butter is Brad Simmons, but no, it's Joel Embiid. Yeah. The moment that guy decides to finally just stop being the second the second player, stop worrying about being the best on the team, you're going to see the team really come up. And my dad's like, are you serious? I'm like, well, just watch, man. Yeah, dude. Once Joel Embiid has that one breakout season, Everyone's gonna be blowing up. Oh my goodness, seventy six. Blah 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 blah. Oh my goodness, seventy six. Right. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, am I surprised the fact that he's number one? Yes, I know, because I knew he's always had it in him. Yeah. I just feel that he's just never really portrayed it and never tried to actually show it. Yes, 
I'll, that's why, like, I'm surprised about it because I'm like, now you finally want to wake up? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Later? Yes, yeah, I agree with you on that. Definitely, definitely. I think that's what that's a big shocker. You had literally the, the, the walk-in into getting an NBA championship back in what two, three, two years ago, two right. years ago. Exactly. You do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That's and it, 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 it's, it's just kind of like showed it because even even during the last couple of seasons of them ex- being expected to win the championship, you saw Embiid pull his heart out on the field and playing with the face mask, being irritated yeah. by it, and kind of forcing himself to be on the field. It just showed that he pushed himself. And I felt like he might be pushing himself to the brink of break, basically. And for the fact that this season is a di- like a whole turnaround, that's where I'm more shocked at, like, I've expected to be it in him of him being uh, of MVP status because let's say he has the gameplay a little bit better than how Shaq was. He doesn't have the body like Shaq, but now he has the mental state and the physicality of being the best and trying to strive for the best like he did. So I think that's where I knew it was in him. I don't think he just had the time frame to show it and bring it out. I felt like it was just, you know, because of every all the pieces that were around him and everybody doing their part it kind of gave it to him where I can just be the best that I can be at the moment right now and not forced to be better than everyone else. So I'm like, that's crazy. That's good. That's good. Good MVP stuff. I like that. I like that. I think that's uh, a good, good surprise. I would like to see what happens at the end of the season to see who's actually the winner. If if he keeps up the pace. So in order to close, in order to close NBA though, right officially, you guys got to pick a a team for all-star, all-star game Sunday. So like I said, team LeBron versus team Durant. Um, I would go down the list of who's on who, but it's just too many stars. Yeah, so. that's true. Team Durant. Team Durant. <laughs> team Durant. So, Tony Kidd. Team Durant. Team Durant. Team Durant. I'm not going LeBron. I'm not going LeBron. You know dang well I'm never going to pick a LeBron team. Never in my life. I'm sorry. I see, man. SG3, man. Who you got, LeBron could go suck one. I don't care. Wow. We're going aggressive against LeBron today. He can go. Man, Kick rocks, LeBron. Gonna come after you, bro. Oh, you. Keep in mind, keep in mind, Anthony. This is the first year I think the All Star Game where LeBron and Steph Curry play together too. So you know there's gonna be lobs in there, bro. Oh now. lord! Now, now, now what? Now what? <laughs> Steph Curry's gonna leave Golden State and go to the Lakers? Oh, that leeway. He said the Golden Lakers. You hear it? Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? Yeah, they're gonna wow. go Golden Lake. They come the Golden Lakers now. Come on, man, get out of here. Oh. Wow. I don't want. I don't right. want. Nah, I'm yeah. sick of that. Um, you know what I want? This is real quick before we go any further. You know what I want in the NBA player now? I really yeah. want one NBA player to not be so friendly with everybody, not to be so cool <laughs> with everybody, and do handshakes and like, what's up? Thank you. Yes, I want. I want an NBA player to go in there and say, "I'm the best. I do this and do this. I'm gonna knock everyone's teeth out if I can." And I don't care. Oh, you want to dab me up? Good game, man. Get your hand out of my yeah, face. Just, just smash the whole fist. Thank right? you. Just yes, exactly. Man, I ain't petting you up. What you think? You on a different team. You're not my teammate. Get out of my face. Go on That's somewhere. Horrible. And then oh, go on the mic and say, you know, it's all about the kids. You know what I'm saying? We all love the kids and we all got to do things for the kids. And, you know, good teamwork. You know what I mean? Like that's, but I want, <laughs> I just want to see an NBA. I want to see an NBA player with that mental state now coming about. Like I swear, that's one thing I would teach my son. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
let, let me just get my my picks so that Tony can keep keep his rank going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I know he's your boy Josephine. I'm sorry, but I gotta go with the Durantula. Oh, I gotta go with the I gotta go with the I gotta go with the skinny reaper. I gotta go with him. Y'all gonna do me like that? Okay. I'm sorry, dude. Okay. But I mean, you know what though? Hold, hold on. Even though even though I'm going for the Durantula, I wouldn't I would I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron blows him out of the water. Just gonna say like that. Now this is the funny. Okay, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, just uh, just answer me. Yes, obviously, Team LeBron. Um. Now, that doesn't mean, though, I want you guys to understand, I don't think that the LeBron is a better player than Durant because I think in a 1v1 situation, like, Durant definitely has it over LeBron. Like, there's been multiple occasions where Durant has took that nigga to the hole plenty of times. So, yeah. But that being said, I do think, though, LeBron picked a better team and somehow he's going to pull it out of his ass to win the All-Star game, bro. The guy doesn't, the guy doesn't lose All-Star weekend, so keep that in mind. <laughs> he does not lose All-Star weekend, so... <laughs> true, true. I All can right. see that. Can definitely see that. All right. Uh, as far as any other sports news, I think that's all that we have for now. Nothing really going on uh, uh, with baseball. Yeah, you know what, guys? Or go ahead. Uh, baseball, baseball spring season, spring training is kind of I think already starting. Or it's about to start again. Okay. Um, actually, starting starting. Yeah, it's almost springtime. Yeah. Um, I actually want to talk to you guys one of these days because it's it's a long conversation. I don't think we have enough time for it for today. Uh-huh. But I want to talk about Canelo Alvarez. Ooh. I want to talk about Canelo. True that. I want to see. I want to see how you guys feel whether he's doing it right or whether he is basically being what I've always said he was going to be, and which is a cherry picker. <laughs> I can see that. No, and, and most people are probably sitting here saying, no, he's not a cherry picker. He's fought Gennady Golovkin. He's fought Mayweather. He's fought uh, uh, Lada. He's fought uh, Kovalev. All right, cool. I'll give it to you. First question, though. How come he never fought Gennady Golovkin? Well, Gennady Golovkin was dropping dudes left to right and right to left. How come he had to wait about three to four years before he even talked yeah, about Gennady he Golovkin? Scared. He was trying to, uh, yeah, he, he was scared to fight him. Most then, people are going to say I'll go with because you. he had to do it. He has this, no business decision. That's right. not a business decision, dude. That's just showing the fact <laughs> that you, not, hey, you that don't have the guts. That's not scary to me, too. When I read that, I was like, nah. that's so scary. Like, what? <laughs> but but listen, I would I would think we can we can get into that real quick. I, I like that. I like where the talk would be at with this Canelo question. So what what SG three asked you guys, uh, reject fans who are listening to the podcast, the main question is as far as Canelo Alvarez being a cherry picker, is it is it has he become a cherry picker with the news coming out of him actually picking his fights and stuff like that? Is that the case, or is he the type of fighter a great fighter? Can we consider that? Is he not? Like a Mayweather in comparison, let's put it that way. So that's a good question, H3. I'm gonna go with you on that one. Now, I would like to say, yes, he is a cherry picker, and for a fighter, and for a fighter in his standard, when it became Mayweather's perspective in his fights, and especially if it's best for business, why not become a cherry picker? If you have control of picking your fights and who you want to fight in there. Is it bad for you to pick your fights? No. But in fan standards, in our eyes, it is. Because why can't you fight the best at the right time when they're supposed to be against the best? Why are you picking these type of fights later on the date? But 
I guess you can Just sit there and say right now. Jamar Charlo. <laughs> that's one thing you can Jamar definitely Charlo, say. <laughs> you can say where he learned that from Mayweather and when they exchanged each other's fights and they went at it with each other, I guess that's one advice Mayweather gave him after the fight. Look, man, you're going to become one heck of a fighter. I can feel it in you. I see it in you. You're knowledgeable. You're good. My perspective in you, have control of your fights. The only person that could tell you how to pick your fight is you, yourself, and your team. That's it. No one else should tell you who you should fight and when you should fight them. When it came to the Triple G fight, I totally agree with you, SG3, on why it takes so long to fight him. Because for him to so-called announce the fight, but also wait some odd years before they actually signed the contract and actually officially made it official to fight it, Come on now, that was way that was that was pretty much right there a setup for Triple G and the fact that knowing that he was gonna lose that fight, that especially the first fight. No, I feel I feel that it, I feel at this point that they knew that the power was declining. Yeah, and if you think about it, they really jumped on the fight after the Jacobs fight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hence, hence the Jacobs fight. I do think I do think he's a cherry picker because I do feel like he. He knows. He knows when somebody wants to fight you as a fighter and as a defender. You know somebody wants. You know they they know that they can. They know that they can profit. Not only profit, they know that it'd be a good fight. And I feel like he can. It's not that he doesn't. Now, do you guys feel like he doesn't earn the position to be like a, a cherry picker kind of thing though? Like with May, like with Mayweather, don't you feel like after a certain level of wins, you're like, all right, I think I can decide on who I want to fight now. You know what I'm saying? So. It's not like you can be mad at the guy completely, but I just feel like it's you see when somebody's ducking and when they're avoiding the elephant in the room. You know what I mean? Like that's what I mean. Like I mean, it's totally understandable yeah. because that's exactly what Mayweather did. And the mm-hmm. one main case you can put it with Mayweather is the, the main thing you could put with Mayweather would be the fight against Pacquiao. The, all those years before, you could have fought Pacquiao at his prime and at his best, and sit there and had a super <laughs> fight like that. You didn't wait. You waited ten years past the date of when you were supposed to fight, and actually fought out because you knew his power one wasn't like it used to be. He wasn't yeah, as nah, fast. That, that that power was there. You saw it. You saw the way Mayweather. <laughs> that power was there. And he wasn't. And the fact that he wasn't it, fast it, enough. It, it wasn't. Here, here's what it is, man. Pacquiao did look. What it was was. My life. <laughs> if I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this, man. If you. If you look at the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, mm-hmm. it's not about the fact of the power. It's not about the fact, about the fact of the speed. Don't believe me? Look at the Adrian Bruno fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true. Simple. Look at the Adrian Bruno fight. It was giving it to him. Um, <laughs> That's true. But at this point, though, the main reason why was because Mayweather wasn't that big of a cash cow as he was later on. True. And that's why he... I, I feel that that's why he waited the 10 years because... Had the fight been during Pacquiao's prime, when Pacquiao was blowing past dudes, left to right, right to left, and literally just running and smoking them like, no, tomorrow, I don't think it would have been decision. I think it would have been either a draw or a win to Pacquiao. What? Mm, interesting. So I feel that at this, this guy, point, the main reason why the, the main... <laughs> don't, be, don't believe me? Don't believe me? No! Imagine this. Imagine this. Pacquiao was knocking out guys like when Pacquiao was destroying Antonio Mayweather. He was undefeated. He was undefeated. Even hold on. Like, when he was, he was destroying, him. when he was destroying the ultimate welterweight, which is Antonio Margarito. Literally, Margarito had spent his whole check on his eye. 
He had to get his eye surgically repaired after yeah, that fight. That's what his check was for. It wasn't, that it thing wasn't was for him to go spurge it. it bad. Was, you know what? I got my check. Let me go repair my eye. Because my eye is literally <laughs> out of its socket. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true. I even looked at the ref. I was like, dude, I'm killing this man. Like, I need you to help. I need you to come in and stop the fight. That's why Pacquiao, like, if you look at the numbers later on, was, like, not throwing as much. That's right. number one. Number two, um, Pacquiao also destroyed Miguel Cotto. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Made him look silly. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say the fact that Miguel Cotto didn't have to drop all the pounds in the whole world in order to be where he was at. Of course he did. So, yes, he he wasn't at, at the power that Miguel Cotto could have been. But at the same time, though, you expect a better fight from Miguel Cotto than what he gave. Um, sorry, not sorry for what I said. Uh, when he also went against uh, Sugar Shane Mosley, even Mosley said, no, I got hit by both of these dudes. Pacquiao gives it to you. Um, when That's he true. also went, when he had the wars with Marquez, that was one of the things where it's like, okay, cool, you can kind of question the Marquez fight because Marquez is a counter puncher. So when Mayweather went against Marquez, Mayweather did what he had to do. You basically have a counter puncher who's faster against a counter puncher who waits for you to actually come in. Yeah, that's the difference, and that's okay. why it actually looks so bad for Marquez. Don't believe me? Look at every single Marquez fight doing. He is literally counter punching Pacquiao. Okay, Pacquiao's so my, in. My, okay, in my defense, though, you still don't think that he could have even got his hands on him. Mayweather was still dodging at an all-time high, even during the Pacquiao fight. I, and I'm not trying. I'm, I'm to not sitting here okay. saying that. I'm not sitting here saying the fact that he was gonna dodge. But if you think about it, though, Pacquiao landed him. Don't believe me? Watch it without watch it without sound. Okay. It's a different fight, dude. Pacquiao landed the boy. Either I way, it would have been a different fight. Only only God knows that outcome. I'll tell you what, though, to answer your question, damn some cherry picking ass niggas, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> well, and, and at this point, though, just like I said, the main reason why, because I knew it was going to be, I know it's a deep one. Yeah. But at this point, though, like I said, to everyone who's going to sit here and give me the name of Kovalev, give me the name of Mayweather, give me the name of Chavez Jr., cool. Let me tell you, though, the three names that you just are probably going to throw out the most. Number one, Chavez Jr., where is he at now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that, what has he done? Nada. Ever since his fight with, Mar- with, with, with Maravilla Martinez, oh, he hasn't done anything. Yep. Yeah, you still want to put his name out there just because his last name is Chavez? Get out of here. <laughs> Number two. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather schooled that boy. Floyd Mayweather chose that boy ain't ready. Right. So believe me. Wow, he picks one guy who could school him. You did what you were supposed to do a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Sergey Kovalev, the guy who was bigger. Oh, he went to a different weight class, and then he fought the guy, and then he also let the guy out. Cool. So you waited for this guy to go off a two-month layoff when you had six months? You basically said... You just finished your fight. Here's another fight. Let's go. Yeah. Where are you healing from your body injuries? Where are you healing from anything? You're you're not ready. This this is a man that's almost in his forties. <laughs> no, he's no. Had he fought him when he? How come he didn't fight him? How come you know what? Let's put it around the same time because they're around the same weight class. This is before the Andre Ward fight. How come he didn't call out Crusher Kovalev? Not Sergey Kovalev. Crusher Kovalev. Yeah, right. That's true. What's your answer? Um, and like I said, why is he still ducking Charlo? Yeah, that's the one question. I'm gonna guys, everybody. You why? What? Where's fight. my Charlo fight? You would have thought that. You sit here and say you listen to the fans. You sit here and say, oh, I give the fans what they want. Look at, I gave you guys Gennady Golovkin. Cool. How long did you have to wait for that one though? How long yeah. did you have to wait before you actually sat there and you said, you know what, Gennady, cool, we could actually fight now. I got all my tune-up fights in. 
I did everything I had to do. How many years did you have to wait? Oh, how many years was it after Jen Daniel Jacobs actually that you decided to sign on the dotted line? Because <laughs> it wasn't right away. It wasn't before the Daniel Jacobs fight. It wasn't after the Curtis Stevens fight when he literally almost killed a man too. Yeah. That his own mama said, I'm not going to finish watching this fight because my son is getting killed in there. <laughs> but yet, we're never going to sit here and actually talk about any, you know, discuss all that. We're just going to sit here and say, you know what? He went over there, he knocked out Kovalev. Yeah. He didn't knock out Crusher Kovalev. He knocked out Sturgeon Kovalev. Right. Big difference. Yeah. I said what I said. <laughs> no, I agree. So I think it's all a testament to see what's going to happen with freaking Canelo going in the future. I mean, all around, I think right now he's he's at his prime. And if I would, if I were Mayweather, I don't know. If I was Canelo, I think in this perspective, if I was Canelo, I think I would look at Mayweather going at him being like, look, man, hey, you old, man. Look at me. I'm in my prime, man. Come, come back out of retirement. You're the only one that gave me my only defeat. And you still want to come out here and box these other little pums? Come out, come yeah. out of retirement, come face me. But hold on, hold, so, hold on. And that's, where, and look, and that's where Mayweather becomes a trade picker too, because he's gonna be like, nah, I'm not gonna put my record up there. Thanks. I'm not. No, 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 no. So wait, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So Mayweather himself has said, I am no longer going to put the 15 on the line. But he said that about 40. He said that about 49. You know? No, 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 no. So no no he, uh, so going forward so after the McGregor fight he's only doing exhibition fights. Oh, so that any way. fight that he does going forward he's only doing exhibition. Oh, so if you want to do an exhibition with a guy he's down, but if not then no he's not interested in it. He's he uh wh- I, who who's he fighting Logan Paul? And Jake Paul called him on and said, "Look dude put your record on the line let's go let's 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 let's, let's, let's lace up and let's let's fight." Put your record on the line. I'll put mine on the line. Of course, yeah, your record is more lucrative than mine. But let's go ahead. You can go ahead and give me my one. Yeah. And said, I'm not putting. My, I'm not putting my record on the line. He's that's like, crazy. I'll fight you as an exhibition, and that's how I'm going to be fighting my fights going forward. But I'm no longer putting my record on the line. That's ridiculous. Uh, he wouldn't even. I wouldn't even waste my. That's just so dumb, but Paul, bro. The Paul brothers are just out here wild, man. Thank you. That's a whole. That's a whole other. Uh, yeah, episode, whole other topic there. Those freaking buffoons. <laughs> I mean, oh, by the way, one last thing though from boxing. I'm just gonna say one last thing from boxing. Mm-hmm. The fight I've been wanting to is coming together. Who is the fight I've been wanting to? Who is that fight you're probably talking? Fury about? versus Joshua. I'm talking about Anthony Joshua versus my boy, the man, the man, the Jesus Christ believer himself, Tyson Fury, man. Oh, oh that's gonna be a fight. It's been done so far. They just haven't announced the date. But so far, from what Tyson Fury has said, talks is done. Now we're going to sit down at the same table. We're going to sign the dotted line. Fans, you're going to get the fight you want. I have been itching and hoping for this fight for the longest time. Agreed. Like I'm happy Jones for that one. singing his song for the longest time. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy for that I one, for sure. I everything I need to say in that one. Man, that's, man, that's going to be that's going to be fantastic. Agreed, 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 agreed. So it looks like that's it. What we got for uh, Rejects on the field. Um, Stay tuned for more, definitely for sure. Well, we got more sports news coming up. We will be doing another episode very soon, so you guys keep up with that. Uh, Final thoughts, Zach Attack. So we do the Canelo talk. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I said the next next episode, we talk about the Canelo Canelo talk. Yeah. Um, But let me just just start closing out. To everybody, I want to say thank you for listening to my ramblings, to my my talking, to my my jive speaks, everything that I do every single week. I appreciate every single one of you. Keep pushing the like button, the, the, the heart button, whatever the heck it is. 
follow us on Instagram, follow us on, on Facebook. Once again, we have a Snapchat, Reject underscore Rundown. I have not been active on it, and I definitely do apologize for that. I have to be more active on it than when I currently am. No, I want to say, though, I appreciate every single, each and every single one of you. We have a Twitter, which is run by my main man, Zach Attack. Um, if you guys want to sit there and bash LeBron and James, go ahead. I gave you guys all the questions. Yeah, honestly, hey, so, I'm for Bash anybody. Pansy. Straight boy, Pansy. Zach Attack loves Twitter beef, man. At the Reject Run on Twitter anytime. We beef all day. <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably just gonna make a, just a fake account and just just say, "Man, LeBron James sucks." <laughs> I, just, I just watch it all just go from there. Um, once again, I love I love each and every single one of you. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the appreciation. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. If you can keep up with what I say, I appreciate you even more. Because uh, when I go into my tangents, I just go I just go fast. But that's not the point of the conversation. I love you. Thank you for listening to us. At this one, I'm gonna hand it over to my main man, Zach Attack. Give you, give you, give you good nights, man. Uh, gosh, guys, it's been so long. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, man, this was a good show. It was a fun show. Um, happy to be here with you guys, man. You know, we got plenty of trash to talk for the rest of the season for whatever we're talking about sports wise. Um, great show, great stuff overall. Um, we're gonna have a good All Star weekend. We're gonna have a good UFC fight. And uh, stay tuned, man. Make sure you guys follow us on all forms of social media, man. I'm pretty sure we are everywhere now. Um, make sure you stay in tune with the Reject Rundown, man. Take us out, Tony. All right, y'all. Thank y'all definitely for joining us for sure. My special Rejects over here at uh, the Rejects Round... Well, not Rejects Round Table. It's Rejects on the Field. Like I said, it's a new segment. We got crazy new segments coming up. Got lots of different ones. We're ready for a nice, good season with the Rejects. Uh, thank y'all for definitely joining us for sure, fans. And uh, if there's any comments below, please comment on Instagram. We are there. Facebook, we love to chit-chat. And if you guys want to be part of the show and you guys want to do a nice little interview, want to convey your conversations with us, Rejects, yes. let us know. Let Reach us know. Us. Yes. Appreciate it. Come definitely, on definitely. Come down to the show, please. Come talk crap. Come exactly, exactly. We we'll love. Reject Circle, whatever, whatever it's called nowadays. Right, definitely. Love to sit there and do that. Now that what social media is and how we can share things on Messenger, Call, Facebook, all that type of stuff, Zoom, we can, all that, anything, we can get it done. Uh, love to have you guys on there for sure. So definitely look out for us, rejectsrundown.com. Uh, and definitely on Instagram, we are a lot, a lot, we are live every single day. So definitely enjoy. Uh, otherwise, that is it, you guys. Y'all take it easy, be safe, take care. Peace.